Brooks with a rebound, and he's bringing it. Monk. Oh! He hit another one. Cold-blooded. Dagger. Kentucky by one. Talk about. Hicks. Seven to play. Rebound is Kentucky's. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Blood Podcast. I think if there's any episode, if you ever listen to a Blue Blood Podcast episode, it needs to be this one. You need to listen to this one. This is going to be one of the best ones we've had because we're talking about the North Carolina win, the thrilling win, one of the best games in that Blue Blood rivalry. We're talking about the Louisville game upcoming, that rivalry. We've got a great guest on the show, uh, Dalton Ray, the editor of Louisville Student Newspaper for the sports section, came on, and we were surprisingly able to have a civil discussion about basketball despite my utter hatred for Louisville in general, just Louisville as a school. I just don't like it. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Kyle Lance. Kyle, what was your reaction when Malik Monk hit the game-winning three-pointer against North Carolina? Considering I was driving back from a family event, uh, prob uh, probably really, it wasn't, you would expect it to be contained with me behind, being behind the wheel of a car, but it was not. It was awesome. <laughs> I lost my mind. Did not swerve, stayed in my lane, but it was awesome. I was so thrilled, and I'm ready to talk about it because it was a classic. Since that game uh, obviously comes before the, the, the Louisville game, chronologically we'll talk about that game first um if you if you watch any basketball game this year it needs to be that one you look at the final score and see 103 to 100 in a college basketball game and you're like oh my god what happened how did that happen and the pace was unreal the shooting was great for both teams it was so hard for either defense to contain the fast-paced offenses and I mean, both teams shot, what, over 50 per, Yeah, both teams shot over 50%. Malik Monk scored 47. Uh, Jackson for North Carolina scored 34. It was just a very efficient offensive display for both teams. And it, it, by far, not, not, even, not even the best basketball game this season, but by far the best game that North Carolina and Kentucky have had probably. The only one that comes close is uh, Anthony Davis's freshman year when he blocked a shot to win the game. Um, Kyle, just your initial takeaways from this game as far as how much fun it was to watch, what it means for Kentucky going forward, and possibly what it means for their tournament status, like their number one seed status, things like that. And then just what, what it showed you. Uh, initial thoughts and just how fun it was. It's always fun to play North Carolina. Uh, it's one of the just the, it's one of the best rivalries in college basketball. Two blue bloods, ha, going at it. But <laughs> in the last few years, like you talked, you brought up the game in Rupp in 2012, the 2011 Elite Eight game with Harrison Barnes, Brandon Knight, and then that's also a fun game to remember. It's it's just a great. It, it, you put those games up against this one. I think it's it's hard to top this one just because of the back and forth, the constant pace. 103-100 final. I mean, just firing on all cylinders back and forth. So much excitement from a De'Aaron Fox smash dunk to 
Isaac Humphrey's playing good defense to the obviously outstanding performance by Justin Jackson of North Carolina, Isaiah Hicks playing very well, and of course, Malik Monk. We can't, we have to talk about him for a second. But in terms of status, uh, I think this is a obviously resume builder. Is the best win Kentucky's gotten so far. It's a, it's going to be a very quality win. Number one seed. I mean, they stayed number six in the AP top ten, uh, as expected, because of course. Nobody's really going to move right now because nobody's outside of Kentucky. Nobody's really playing anybody. I mean, Baylor hasn't played a lot of other people. Nearly lost to Texas Southern. So that was interesting. UCLA still at number two. Villanova still number one. We have a chance. To, we're going to play the number three team, and they may still be the, uh, up in the top three. Kansas next month, which will be fun. But Kentucky still looks like a, a good shot to be a number one seed, at least right now, especially now with Louisville coming up. And that's our last non-conference game before the SEC slate, and then we'll obviously have the aforementioned game with Kansas. But uh, just I, – I, I can't get over the, the environment, the excitement that was in Las Vegas of all places. And Las Vegas is a far ways away from both Lexington and Chapel Hill, but that was a national championship-type atmosphere. And maybe that's why Carolina got beat at the, at the gun because they don't – this Wildcat – teams like Wildcat – names Wildcats – late in the game they haven't had good success lately so flashbacks from roy williams on that one. <laughs> oh, how about the co- how about the coat throw as well can we talk about that how about that <laughs> i was impressed Whoa. i was impressed with the fact that he he threw that with his left hand and st- still got still got some some energy behind it still got some momentum behind it um it's always entertaining to see roy williams fired up um <laughs> As from me, as far as uh, what this means for Kentucky going forward, um, I think that they had kind of fallen out of the number one seed discussion. You know, Joe Lenardi in his way, way too early bracketology. I'm still trying to figure out why he releases those so early. Uh, had he dropped them down. Sorry. He stays in a bunker all year long, just like, okay, I got this. He's, like, he's got a hundred. He's got a hundred TVs, and they're all on college <laughs> basketball 24/7. Um, he dropped them down to a number two seed, but I think with this win, you have to put them back in the number one seed conversation. Um, just a great game. Like you mentioned, the atmosphere was incredible. It really seemed like a tournament game, like a Final Four game. There was so much energy. The place was packed. Um, obviously, two programs that have a good shot of getting to the Final Four every single year, so there was that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just... College basketball right now, and this game is a sign of it, college basketball right now is flourishing. The scoring is up. This year especially, the historic programs are playing very well. You know, the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas, Kansas, uh, Indiana, when they don't under, misunderstandably lose to IPFW. Um, Shout out to Butler. Shout out to Butler real quick. Thank also, you, guys. I appreciate you. Um, on a random note on that, I had someone on Twitter tell me this week that Butler, Indiana losing to Butler is not as bad of a loss as Kentucky losing to UCLA at home, which does not make any sense to me because UCLA has become a national title contender. Butler, don't get me wrong, they're rising, but they aren't UCLA. It does That didn't make any sense to me, but that's that beside the point. The Indiana um, fans are constant for making excuses for losses and justifying how good a loss or a bad a loss is. Butler, you basically, that's the second time in a row you've lost to Butler in that cross-state series. 
because they did a, because Notre Dame and Purdue are also included in that. But it's the second time Butler has done that, which is awesome. And let's not forget, like you just mentioned, the aforementioned IPFW loss. You guys lost to IPFW. <laughs> I Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne. I didn't even know that was a school until three years ago. So yeah, <laughs> sit down, um, Indiana. Getting back to Kentucky, um, yeah, I think that I think that moves them back to a higher seed. And it's been a great year for college basketball already. I only expect it to get better, especially with games like Kentucky-Louisville coming up and games like Kentucky-Kansas coming up. Um, you look at the guy that you obviously have to talk about, Malik Monk. He showed that he can be a star for Kentucky. Kentucky has its go-to guy now. When they need threes, when they need somebody to erupt, Malik Monk is going to be that guy. And... His performance was so good that it completely overshadowed De'Aaron Fox's 24-10 performance, which was incredible. And just the ability of these guards. This has to be the best guard recruiting class Calipari's had. Malik Monk could very well end up being the best guard that Calipari has ever recruited, and De'Aaron Fox is right there with him. I think it's... These two guards are going to be impossible to stop, especially by the end of the year once they get some experience because they're only freshmen. And Kentucky showed that they are – I mean, this is their signature win. You know, they might beat Louisville, they might beat Kansas, but if they don't do it in a better fashion than what they did this, this is Kentucky's signature win this year. This 103-100 to win over a number seven North Carolina team that made the national championship last year is just incredible. Uh, Kyle, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we move on from this North Carolina game? Uh, no, just again, Malik, uh, unbelievable performance, 47 points. Uh, he was in fuego, as we always like to call it. But it's just, it was a memorable performance. It was something we'll be talking about for a while because it's the best game that a freshman's ever had scoring under Cal. Best scoring performance I think we've seen since Jody in Knoxville in 2009. So I bet you Jody was very happy on Saturday. So um, uh, De'Aaron, obviously, again, that alley-oop De'Aaron finished. Oh, goodness. And also, somebody who looks like they're starting to get it and starting to, like, who was matched up with guys like Isaiah Hicks and Luke May inside and really just imposed their will before he fouled out was Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo really was a presence in the paint. Had a one move where he just drop-stepped and dunked on Isaiah Hicks. That was fun. Um, and I just, like you said, signature win, I think it elevates them back to the one line because you have to think at number six right now, I have nowhere to go but up. Uh, UCLA will probably come – UCLA is going to lose a game at some point. Kansas and Baylor both play in the Big 12, and we know Kansas is the Big 12's daddy, so Baylor's not going to last very long up there. So uh, Kentucky's on the one line right now, in our, I think in our eyes, and with Louisville and then the SEC. And no offense, SEC, you're just – don't look that great outside of a few teams. So it, it's looking promising for us to at least be on the one and maybe at worst the two line. Well, one or a couple of things I wanted to add. Kentucky won the rebounding battle and they won the three-point shooting battle. <laughs> a lot of times they lose those battles and still win games by 20 points. So <laughs> when they win those battles, there's no chance of beating them, even if it comes down to a last-second shot. There, there's no way you're going to beat them if they beat you in three-pointers and they beat you in rebounds. And I, another thing, last minute, that I wanted to add is the discipline with which this game was played. 
There were 203 total points scored in this game, and there were only 19 total turnovers, 10 for Kentucky and 9 for North Carolina. So incredible, incredibly efficient and high-quality basketball played from both teams led to a great game. But from one game that is one great game that has already happened to one that is sure to be a great game, uh, we'll talk about the Louisville game now. All right, so we have on the show now uh, Dalton Ray. He is the editor of the sports section of the Louisville Cardinal, which is Louisville student newspaper. Dalton, first off, how's it going? I'm all right, man. Just kind of chilling out. Getting to go to work soon, so living it up, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we got a couple questions for you. Uh, first off, Louisville is Louisville and Kentucky play two very different styles this year. Kentucky is a very fast team. Louisville seems to be more of a team that's going to that's going to focus on half court sets and kind of hope to hope to slow Kentucky down and beat them defensively. Um, with Kentucky's breakneck pace and their their points per game, plus the the athletes they have, they're they're probably if not the fastest paced team in the country. They're one of the fastest paced team in the country. This, is Louisville going to try to keep that pace and beat them at their own game, or are they going to try to force them to play half-court sets? I don't know if Louisville's going to be able to slow down Kentucky. I think they're going to have to play a blend of their game. Uh, I mean, just watching Kentucky, watching Fox and Monk run around, it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive. I mean, every single year we run into the same question. It's like, oh, is Louisville going to be able to slow down Kentucky? And then you turn on the game, and they're running up and down the court. So it's just how many four-minute, five-minute segments can Louisville win and play their style? And I think that's going to be the judge of it because there's no way. I mean, that this team is – this UK team is too athletic and too fast to slow down for a full game unless they're just not shooting very well. And um... – Speaking of Kentucky shooting and them sometimes not shooting very well, they aren't. They aren't really. Aside from Malik Monk, who showed that he's a good shooter last night, they they <laughs> aren't really a great shooting team. So, do you think that if Louisville can hold them to a low shooting percentage, but still let them play that pace, do you think Louisville have a chance at outshooting them and ending up winning the game despite it being played at Kentucky's pace? I think if Louisville can mainly make their stops on defense and let them get a few runouts and just hold them in the half-court sets, I think they should be fine. Uh, I mean, if they can control Monk and just let everybody else do the thing, they should be okay. Louisville's problem this year with, uh, like, Old Dominion, Baylor, and even Purdue is they would rebound well the entire game and play their game, and then for, like, short spurts, they would just get out-rebounded on the offensive board in critical moments, and that's something they need to take advantage of with Kentucky if they miss a shot they can't let Isaiah Briscoe or somebody slide in there who's been an undersized guard or undersized player rebound on the forwards. And that's, uh, it's been a little bit of an issue on a few different parts, but for the most part, Louisville's a good rebounding team. There's just, when they have the chance to either separate or close out games, they seem to struggle. You know what I mean? They, they hold back, it seems like. And you just mentioned Monk, and we already mentioned him a second ago. With the explosion he had last night, do you think there's something specific Louisville will do to try to contain him on the offensive end? Uh, Donovan Mitchell will be guarding him the entire time. I'll be surprised if anybody else guards him. Uh, Dangadell, actually, now I'm starting to think about it. If there's, I don't think there's going to be anybody else guarding those two. Uh, I think if Dang is guarding Monk, I think Dang's probably U of L's best on-ball defender. 
outside of Tony Hicks, but Hicks is a little bit, I think he's a little bit too small for him. And then you can put Mitchell on Briscoe. But, I mean, outside of just trying to contain him, I don't think there's too much they're going to be able to do. I mean, they'll run their press, they'll run their handful of traps, but uh, when you got a guy that's averaging like 22 points a game, <laughs> I mean, you kind of just drop 47 like the game before, you kind of just let him do his thing and get a few random stops pretty much. And I, I also mentioned um, Louisville – or sorry, Kentucky, sometimes they're not at their best shooting, and that can really hurt them because of their pace. They're allowing the other team to get a lot of shots up. How good is Louisville at shooting the three, which is really Kentucky's biggest weakness if Monk isn't hitting? And who are some of their best three-point shooters? Yeah. <laughs> the best three-point shooter, if I'm not mistaken, uh, percentage-wise, it's David Levitch. But I don't even think he's hit 100, uh, 100 minutes on the year. He's kind of just a really smart player. He's a heavy guy, so his percentage is pretty high. Ryan McMahon is probably their best spot-up shooter. Put him anywhere, he's going to knock it down. But outside of that, I mean, Mitchell's been a little spotty. Dangadell has been a little less than that. Uh, the Louisville doesn't have too much of a three-point threat, to be honest with you. I mean, outside, I mean, they're good at stopping on defense, but from the offensive side, Mitchell will knock them down, but – there's no one. There's no deep threat unless uh, McMahon's on the court. So you think this will be more of a mid-range to inside type of game? I think it's going to have to. I mean, if Louisville wants to win this game, uh, they're going to need. To, I mean, they're average. They're. I think they're like fifth in the nation. Fifth in the nation in rebounding, and they're made their top fifteen in points per game on defense. So they're going to need to play inside, play in the mid-range. Let Louisville, let Kentucky get a handful of runouts and just basically. Let Fox force him to shoot outside. He's got a decent mid-range game, but once he gets outside, I don't think he's that great of a shooter. I think he's under 30% from three, if I'm not mistaken. So what we need to do, work on the boards, and then force Kentucky to miss a handful of open shots. Dalton, Louisville has garnered a reputation in the last few years as a very good defensive team. Uh, I, these last two years, I think they've really been exceptional defensive teams. And in the lead-up to this game, I see it kind of the, – the lead-up and the contrast in styles kind of compares to the game two years ago when Kentucky had the Carlington Towns, Devin Booker, and all them, and we expected a high-scoring game, and we ended up getting a slugfest that was like 24-20 to 20 with 16 minutes left in the second half. Do you think this game could play out very similarly to that and what what is Louisville, so. Louisville going to have to do to get it to that point? What Louisville needs to do is take smart offensive shots. I mean, honestly, at this point in the season, this is one of the best defensive teams I've seen Louisville have in quite a while. It's since I've been covering them, I think this is probably the best defensive team. I mean, their biggest problem right now is not being able to close out games. And I feel like there's a handful of players who take too many shots when they're not needed. Like a lot of Louisville's big men, when they get the ball in the post, they just blindly turn and throw the ball at the rim. And now when you're playing teams like Eastern Kentucky and all these other teams, you can have a handful of those things. But what's going to happen is you're going to miss that shot. Monk's going to grab the rebound. He's going to dish it down the court to Fox, and he's going to finish. You get that to happen six or seven times. Now that team that's so explosive in Kentucky is now ahead by six and eight, and you got to call a timeout reset. And Louisville doesn't seem to have the offensive power to really come back and from big comebacks unless someone decides to go off. But Louisville's defense is going to have to be able to just win this game for them because, I mean, like I said, this is a really, really good defensive team. They're fourth in the nation in blocks. Uh, 
They're a really good rebounding team. They just got to take advantage of what they do best and try to force Kentucky to slow down as much as possible. All right. And if you had to pick an offensive focal point, if, if you had to say pick one player on Louisville and say he has to play well for Louisville to beat Kentucky, who is that player? Uh, to be honest with you, for Louisville to win, I think it's going to be someone outside of Mitchell, Snyder, and Adele. I think it's going to be someone like a race balding, maybe even a Ryan McMahon. Let's get real crazy. Or a VJ King. I mean, Smith, uh, Mitchell, Snyder are both the leading scorers for them. But you expect those guys to step up these kind of games. For Louisville to win, they're going to need someone who's not usually one of their top scorers to come in and contribute, play smart defense, and then hit down on open shots. Because that's Louisville just had so much trouble this year finishing on easy shots, open looks, shots inside. So I think if someone like Ray, Ray Spalding gets 10 and 10, something like that, and I think Louisville's chances go way up. But if you just have the three players and Mitchell, Snyder, and Adele scoring 30 points each or 30 points total, uh, there's not a chance. I don't think Louisville's going to win. All right. So that's uh, Dalton Ray. The programs we cover don't like each other too much, but I think we did a good job of having a civil <laughs> discussion about this game. Um <laughs> You guys can find him on Twitter at DRay5477. He is the editor of the sports section for the Louisville Cardinal, the student-run newspaper at Louisville. Dalton, we thank you for coming on the show. It's, uh, it, was, it was a fun time to talk to you. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Anytime. All right. We'll see you. Kyle, so before we wrap this up, uh, We'll do our predictions like we always do. What is your like score prediction or a bold prediction that you have for the Kentucky Louisville game? I look at this game. I'll just I'll my overall outlook for the game. It's going to be a hostile environment as always. Going to the it's it's a hostile environment, but going into a place that's called the Yum Center does not sound intimidating at all. But we we this is going to be a battle. Louisville jumping into the top ten this week, so this is going to be second consecutive top ten battle that Kentucky will go into. Louisville is a very good defensive team. They just have not been able to finish games. Uh, I think Kentucky's athleticism and their offense is going to be way too much to overpower this good Louisville, this good Louisville defense. And I don't, I don't think Louisville is going to be really able to muster up minute, much offensively because I think Kentucky defensively is going to want to come back out and play a lot better than they did. Uh, giving up 100 points. Now, Cal, Cal <laughs> said the other day, he's like, when regarding, because he said this could be his best defensive team ever at the beginning of the season. He referred to that and he asked, what was I smoking? When, <laughs> because he – giving up 100 points, I mean, there's still, there's still some red flags, but I think Kentucky's definitely going to want to come out. And, of course, the freshmen are going to want to come out and deliver with the, the famous L's down picture that the four freshman recruits had last year. I think they're going to want to deliver on holding that still, held, holding the L's down. So – in the end, I'm going to go Kentucky 83, Louisville 72. I think the player of the game is going to be Malik Monk. Oh, surprise. <laughs> um, and I think uh, somebody who's going to be a really big contributor off the bench in this game is going to be Wenyan Gabriel. I think he's starting to get it. I think he's going to do a lot in this game. I think he's going to be a big factor. And I guess bold prediction, my bold prediction, is that Rick Pitino will get a technical foul. So... <laughs> That will be my bold prediction because he will get mad that the hashtag L1C7 will go from to L1C8 for Louisville 1, Calipari 8. <laughs> um, 
I think that Louisville is going to try to slow Kentucky down, and I don't think it's going to work, and I think that's going to be the biggest issue for Louisville in this game. I think Kentucky will overrun them with their pace. And you mentioned Calipari talking about how this may not actually be his best defensive team. Um, I think one of the problems with their defense is how fast their offense is. It's just The pace is so fast that you have to give the other team opportunities. Obviously, allowing North Carolina to shoot over 50% is a problem. You don't want that to happen regardless of how many shots you give them. But they're going to score a lot when they get that many opportunities. And I think that that's going to continue to be shown, even though this is a very good defensive team in Kentucky. Um, but Louisville's going to try to slow them down, and I don't think it's going to work. I think Kentucky wins it 91-80. to 80. Um Allowing 80 points will be a problem, but I think that they'll. St- I think they'll hold Louisville to a pretty low shooting percentage. They'll just give Louisville a lot of possessions. Um, player of the game, I'm going to say De'Aaron Fox. I think him and Malik Monk both have great games, but I, I think that this is going to be a trend where they kind of go back and forth with one player erupts and then the other. Monk will probably be your better, you know, pure shooter and things like that. But I think De'Aaron Fox is going to have plenty of very good games. Um, And I think this is going to be one of them. As far as my bold prediction goes, um, I want to say Patino will flip off Kentucky fans, but they're playing in Louisville, so he probably won't get a chance to do that. I'm going to say... Huh. This is an interesting one. Um, I'm going to say that Kentucky outshoots Louisville from the three-point line. I'm gonna say, I think that I think that Kentucky maybe Malik Monk will help him a little bit again, but I think Kentucky will, will have a good a good day from the three-point line. If Louisville tries to slow him down, they're going to have to make a, at least a few three-point shots here and there in order to keep Louisville out on the line and get some chances on the inside like they're used to getting. So I think they'll make a few threes. You know, maybe Gabriel hits some. Malik Monk will hit some. Uh, Michael Mulder, if he gets a shot in this game, will hit some. So uh, 91-80. Patino doesn't flip off Kentucky fans because he can't. De'Aaron Fox, player of the game. (laughs) Blue gets everywhere, dude. There's a good chance he could still do it. (laughs) Blue gets it everywhere. It's a good point. De'Aaron Fox gets player of the game, and the Cats outshoot Louisville from the three-point line. Um, it's been a great about a week to be a Kentucky fan. Um, heck, we're still riding the high from the the football win over Louisville. But yeah, <laughs> reminder down, that down. reminder that Kentucky has a chance to sweep Louisville on the basketball court and football field this year. But um, you know, the, the win over North Carolina, Indiana losing to Butler, this game against Louisville, um, it's it's going to be exciting. want to thank again Dalton Ray for coming on the show. Happy to have you on. Glad we were able to have a civil discussion about basketball and not anything else. Um, and that's about all I got for you. Kyle, you got anything else before we go off? No, just keep being awesome, Big Blue Nation. Uh, really like, I really like the direction of this team, and I really like where we're going. Obviously, riding the high over the win. Hopefully, we keep those L's down, beat Louisville, and then head on to Ole Miss and SEC play and just dominating and getting better and better and better and getting ready for March, folks. It's looking like it's going to be Kentucky and everybody else in the SEC. So 
this Louisville game is definitely a big one going into SEC play. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. As always, remember to follow us on SoundCloud under the JNK Sports page. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at JS Chisenhall. He is at Kyle Lance underscore. And we will see you guys next week.